we had 15, 16 guys last year. A lot of, like, seniors, like, fifth-year, like, grad students, they were, like, big guys. And then this year it's just, like, completely different. We, on a good day, we'll have, like, 10 guys. But it's just completely different style of play. Like, the ball's moving. We're going up and down, putting up a lot of points on people. It's kind of just, like, more of a run and gun, but we could slow it down, too. And we have a couple guys. We have a couple big guys, but like Tanner was saying, we went to nationals and just seeing all the big guys from like everywhere else. We were way, uh, way undersized, which was kind of interesting, I guess, to look at. Welcome back, Emerald listeners, to Club Ducks. Surprise, we're back. For a second week, I know I said it was going to be bi-weekly. I lied. We're back here with Sharif Hussein and Tanner Saucer from the club basketball team. Uh, fellas, if you just want to introduce yourselves so the, the listeners can match the, the names to voices. Yeah, this is Sharif. Uh, I'm a junior from uh, Portland. Uh, this is Tanner Saucer, senior here at UL, club basketball player. Awesome. Um, first question. It's easy while well, we start low and then we work our way up. Uh, how long have you guys been playing basketball? And then uh, when you came to the University of Oregon, is this something you saw yourselves doing? I started hooping when I was probably like six or seven. Started with like, you know, local YMCA groups and whatnot. And then I started playing AAU when I was eight. Played AAU till I was like 15 and then went into high school. Played three years of varsity. I knew I wanted to play for the club team. I didn't really know like how, like I had kind of like trouble finding it oddly enough um so I didn't try out my freshman year sophomore year was what it was COVID um and then I tried out with him actually uh my junior year for me I probably started playing basketball uh, in first grade sort of like Tanner just like YMCA stuff throughout the years and then um I moved to Europe in middle school and started playing over there so I kind of missed like the whole AAU like club stuff and then came back here for high school and then yeah, my freshman year was COVID, so I wasn't on campus. And then when I got down here, a buddy I knew over the summer uh, was friends with the president for the club basketball team and um, was like, you should try out. So, like, gave me his contact info, and that's kind of how I knew um, what it was. But, I mean, when I, I tried out with Tanner, but when I got there, there were so many people there, and I was one of the younger ones. I didn't really think anything of it. I thought my time would be done after the first night for sure. What position do you guys play? And maybe if you want to give, like, an NBA or college kind of comp to what kind of player you guys think you are. Growing up, I was played a lot of point guard, brought the ball up. I was, like, 5'2", 85 pounds my freshman year of high school. So I was definitely really small. And then as I started playing with bigger and better competition, I kind of became, like, not a strictly shooter, but I shot the ball a lot as opposed to, like, putting it on the ground or anything. And then um, I played a lot of shooting guard last year, and then I kind of, play like halfway between like a point guard and shooting guard as of now player comp probably like austin reeves stop yeah 100 <laughs> bro. topical pump fake everything you step through i got it yeah uh tanner's probably your typical uh, white boy sniper can't can't <laughs> can't leave him open behind kyle corver yeah uh for me i've been i don't know i've been playing the wing a lot and then like my senior year of high school they moved me to like center so I was playing in the post with like dudes way bigger than me so like now I kind of have like a weird bag it's like kind of like mid-range like post fades but I'm like way smaller than everyone down there but I like 
bring the ball up. Kind of play everywhere, like a Draymond with like a without all the antics and <laughs> a much deeper mid. You don't punch your own teammates. Yeah, and a much deeper mid range bag for sure. He's the type of player to like do the same move every single time, and it's like oddly slow and like unorthodox, but it you're not gonna it stop works. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty frustrating. Yeah, can you guys talk about like the demographic of the team a little bit? Like, how many players do you have first of all, and then kind of like what? How do you guys play? Are you are you like a physical team? Do you guys have a lot of height? Are you more? You kind of shoot around? Or, we were like, kind of talking ball? about it. We just came back from DC from nationals, and we could like compared to some of the other teams, we could definitely pull for like a soccer team or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like last year, it was a lot older. We had definitely a little bit more size, but not as much like team chem and a lot of like solo one on one ball. I don't know. This year we're a lot more. We run the ball a lot more. Yeah, I would say last year was. I mean, I was new to everything last year. I was like the youngest guy there, and I thought last year was just talent-wise, like the best group of guys I've ever played with. We had fifteen, sixteen guys last year. A lot of like seniors, like fifth-year, like grad students. They were like big guys, and then this year it's just like completely different. We. On a good day, we'll have, like, 10 guys, but it's just completely different style of play. Like, the ball's moving, we're going up and down, putting up a lot of points on people. It's kind of just, like, more of a run and gun, but we could slow it down, too. And we have a couple guys, we have a couple big guys, but like Tanner was saying, we went to Nationals and just seeing all the big guys from, like, everywhere else, we were way, uh, way undersized, which was kind of interesting, I guess, to look at. Mm. It, uh, talk to us a little bit about like uh, getting to nationals. You know, like how how the season got uh, went, and then like how you guys got there, and then uh, you know like some of the competition that you guys faced uh, there and throughout the season. I would say for throughout the season, it's kind of a little bit harder for us specifically because schools in California, like the club schools in California and on the East Coast and Midwest, basically everywhere, they're kind of in their own league. So they get to play against other club teams and stuff. But from what I understood from uh, who was in charge last year, they kind of, most of the club teams in the Northwest kind of folded over COVID. So we're not in a league. We have to schedule our own games. So in the fall and the winter, it's mostly like D3s, JUCOs, NAIA schools. And the biggest difference was last year we'd play those games, we'd get smoked. And this year we're winning most of those games. But we were only able to play club teams like UP and Gonzaga. We had a pretty good season, though. We only lost, like, three, four games. We were, like, 14-4 and four, uh, head into nationals. So we were pretty confident when we got there. We got there without two of our starters who couldn't be there. Um, but we thought we had enough guys to, like, make up the lack of production, I guess. But uh, we were... We got to Nashville's only 20 teams there from across the country. We're the only West Coast team, and, like, half those teams were still undefeated throughout the year, like 16-0, 17-0. boys were corn-fed, too. Yeah, were, <laughs> those were some big boys. Uh, we played Ohio State, <laughs> and uh, we played Ohio State, Baylor, and Richmond. Those were the three teams in our group, and we went one and two during it, which is uh, not what we wanted to go. We obviously had bigger goals and aspirations, but... I mean, our starting point guard during that, like, first play of that first game, too, got hurt for the rest of the tournament. So Torres meniscus in the first three minutes of <laughs> the first game. was well, nicest kid, too. Shout out, shout out JJ. Yeah, shout out JJ. <laughs> um, but 
I think we uh, we don't really have anything to hang our heads about because it was the first time we were able to go to a big national tournament like that. And we have a lot of guys coming back. I mean, we have a lot of guys graduating. We have me and three others coming back for next year. So I think it'll be a good experience to build on for sure. And it was super cool just like being on the East Coast away from yeah. Eugene for a weekend. It's a lot of fun team bonding. Mm-hmm. Kind of going off what he said, like last year we definitely like on paper, like if you saw a photo of the team, you would definitely think that was a better, more talented team. And we played played a lot of games. We played um, like JUCOs and D3s, like he said, and got our asses handed to us very frequently. But I think this year, like a big a big game for our team, we had a tournament against Gonzaga or with Gonzaga in it, and that was our first game. We played, drove three hours, and then got off the van and like literally suited up and had to play them right away. And we only lost by like like eight or yeah. nine or something. And they had they had three dudes that um used to play on their D one team that like play oh, wow. club now. Yeah. And so they came to our house a couple weeks after that tournament, and um we didn't have one of our better scores, and we beat them by like twenty. And wow. I think that was like a big turning point in the season where we thought like wow we could definitely um we could definitely compete with a lot of these teams. Is that something that you guys like see happen a lot? Like players from a Division One program come down and play p- club, or like on the flip side, somebody on a club team like going and playing JUCO or playing it for some other program that's like actually in the NCAA. Usually, like, like I feel like any club player like had college aspirations, like prior to going on the club team and like being in high school, like they wanted to play at the highest level they could. We had three guys from our team try out for the for the Ducks team. Or, or three or four or something. Yeah, yeah, three of them yeah. made it, and um, two of them decided to stay down and not play, just because you know you're a practice player and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but you could definitely tell, like, you know, how, like you do your little scouting, like you see a team you're playing, you're like do your little Instagram search or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes you'll see like old, like some dude like used to play for like Washington State, and then he played for Gonzaga after, for the club team. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What you? Yeah. Um. I'd say. Definitely this year we had like a bunch of dudes because tryouts for it was tryouts for club and then like a week later it was the tryouts for like the walk-ons and stuff and a bunch of the guys were telling me like hey I'm heading to the walk-on tryouts which at first I was like oh shit probably like would have liked to know that a week ago when we were (laughs) making the roster and uh, I mean there was I think there was like 40 50 dudes at the walk-on ones and like three three out of the final five were dudes on our team and then one guy actually accepted it, went and like got to work out and practice with them the whole year, and two guys stayed down. And I think you could tell, at least from what I could tell when we were out in D.C., you could definitely tell that one or two guys on those other teams like uh, definitely had that D1 like caliber type of talent. Mm. So you could tell they either played there or they went from a JUCO or something. And we could definitely see that when we were playing the JUCOs, too. Like, some of these guys, like, should not be here playing right <laughs> now. Like, just size-wise. Yeah. Like, our guards are, like, six foot, six one, and playing dudes, their guards, like, six four, six five. That's already a start. Like, should not be playing basketball in Albany right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And other like Some of these teams have their, like, fair share of, like, six, six eleven, seven footers. And you're just like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> Who's the tallest player on your guys' team? Six five. Yeah, probably. Wow. Probably. He can jump higher than Jesus, though. But <laughs> <laughs> he, um, yeah, I think six five is yeah. Huh. I off. got a question for you, Sharif. You mentioned that you went and played um overseas when you were younger. I want to know 
firsthand. I know you were younger, so maybe you don't remember as much, but how was the game different there? Was it played in a different way? Did you learn stuff there that you maybe wouldn't have learned here? For sure, yeah. I definitely think the time when I was over there, it was like middle school, so like 2013, 2014-ish, which is kind of right when you started to see the shift in like the NBA today where all those European guys are coming in and making an impact. And I got there and I was like, I was just like regular average like here. And I got there and they treated me like I was freaking like Michael Jordan or something. <laughs> they have different rules, like no three in the key or something. Uh, the rules are a little bit different, but like the court itself, like the playing surface was, it was not like hardwood. It's sort of this like weird rubbery asphalt thing. But they focus a lot on like team ball and it's not like one guy doing everything. Got to get that ball moving. And I think when I came back, that kind of helped me a lot because I'd say probably like my best skills, like my passing, probably like my vision. And I think that helped a lot over there. I don't think I would have learned that playing AAU because I feel like AAU is more like me, me, like self-centered Game type. Buckets. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was definitely a completely different culture over there like I didn't really understand anything they were telling me to do they're just like put the ball in the hoop and like it was kind of funny um our coach was like a heavy smoker because smoking is obviously like the shit over there and uh our water breaks weren't even water breaks our water breaks our coach can go like smoke cigs <laughs> with the other coaches so that was kind of a fun little thing over there I remember that very vividly but it was a fun experience for sure and it was definitely it was a little weird when I came back, though, because it was right before high school, so I missed all, like, the club stuff and, like, getting to know the coaches and whatnot, but ended up working out for me at the end, so. So now that now that whenever he plays good, we call him the Egyptian prescription. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of coaches, uh... Do you what's the coach situation like on the on the club aspect and um, how much of it is like driven by players and then uh, Sharif you said you're, you're the president so how do you come into play when it comes to things like that? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, last year, last year we had a coach and then after like a month, probably we didn't. If that, yeah. yeah after wow. a month, he left and didn't really have a coach for the rest of the year and I spent all summer trying to find a coach and had a couple guys say they would do it and they would like reach out to me when we got back to school and I would reach out to them and I heard nothing so I just coached basically the whole year and credit to Tanner and the rest of the guys I was very nervous at the start like especially because the first couple like practice yeah. like team speeches we'd have like oh my god love just, my boy but the energy was not there <laughs> it would laugh me out the gym dude <laughs> Um, but it was, I was a little nervous because I was the youngest one last year and there were a lot of guys coming back and I was obviously get like shit on a lot last year cause I was like younger than everyone. So I definitely thought like coming into this year, like there's no way, like they're going to take me seriously, but, uh, we, they listened for sure. And then I missed a couple months during the year I tore my meniscus. I broke my finger. So during that time I was able to just coach instead of play. But I guess, yeah, it's mostly player run. We hold each other accountable pretty well. I mean, we put in plays, we do drills and stuff, but they make my life very easy. I don't really ever have to get on them a lot unless we're playing Especially bad. with the group this year, yeah. we're so coachable. Like, all yeah. these, I like to think we are too. But yeah. Like, everyone else on the team is so coachable, so easy to listen, and, like, 
the group that we have, it's almost like we do have set our, our set plays and whatnot, but like you can just throw a ball at them and they're gonna figure it out. Everyone's so, so unselfish. Yeah. No one's worried about getting their buckets. Like we're just trying to put the ball in the hoop as a team. Yes. So picking the schedule, like doing fundraising, that's all you too. Uh, yeah, yeah. The schedule and the schedule and like gear and like booking stuff for like hotels wow. and travel. It's uh, it's kind of a lot, but. Uh, Jacob, who was in charge last year, he kind of showed me the ropes last spring to kind of prepare for it. And Ben and Sean in the club sports office have been very helpful, uh-huh. especially in the fall. I kind of got the hang of it now. So I'm better uh, equipped, I guess, and confident for next year for sure to be able to do it. It was funny because last year we had our coach and like we were all a little like he was there for like the the tryouts and whatnot and we were all like a little skeptical once we like got on just because it was just like not your traditional like coaching uh, style I would say. Yeah. And so we played our first game against this team called Fire. It's like Southeastern University and um, terrible rotations like the entire game. Like I don't think we, we touched the court for like two minutes I think. Yeah. If, if I, that. I subbed into the game and I had 11 points in five minutes, and then I, like, didn't go <laughs> in the rest of the game. And so we ended up getting, like, 20-balled by this team, and we played them in a turn. Did we play them before or after? We, p- we played them in a tournament the, literally the weekend before. Yeah, weekend before, no coach, and we beat them in the championship, won the tournament and everything. And then we, wow. with the coach, just got, like, 30-balled. Yeah, so he coached, like, that one game, and then he left. Yes. He came in, he came in on Monday and was like, yeah, all right, like, Stupid-ass fedora, bro. <laughs> Lied on his resume, probably. Oh, yeah. Get the job. Yeah, we can maybe edit that out. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Andy L. <laughs> I'm curious. So you guys have seven seniors. I'm assuming most of them are probably leaving for next season. In your guys' opinions, what would be the biggest keys to returning to your prowess and success that you guys had had this year? I think definitely this year when it came to building the roster, I, I think I made it very clear like from the first day, like we're not looking for dudes who can just like score like individual talent we want team dudes and dudes that are unselfish and like willing to move the ball because I mean basketball like everybody you have a team of 10 12 guys you score 30 a game but there's only one basketball right so if all 10 12 guys are worried about scoring then there's a lot of other shit that's not going to get done so if you have guys that are confident and willing okay I'm going to pass make that extra pass I'm going to go grab that rebound I'm going to go do all this then you just have guys that buy in and have the right mentality. So I stressed that a lot during tryouts, and we had a lot of dudes who were um, who fit that mold. And I'm sure a bunch of guys who didn't make the team were surprised at tryouts at first. Like, how did this guy make it over me? Like, I'm way better than him. I scored this money more than him. But that's not what we're looking at. It's an attitude thing. It's a Making the right play. Yeah. So I think next year we're looking to build on that. And there's a couple of, like, dudes we've already seen, like, play around that hopefully are able to try out. But next year we're going to be losing a lot of our big guys. So I think the biggest need is size. And then probably have to go on the younger side for next year, like, probably prioritize getting sophomores and juniors instead of finding seniors because... You're going to have to pass the torch next year. Yeah, because when I'm gone, there's only, I think there's only, like, three three sophomores right now, so... I kind of want them to build with each other. That's kind of what I did this year, too. I knew that a lot of dudes were going to leave, and I didn't just want to be on my own next year. So I wanted to emphasize getting like at least some younger guys in there just so they have an understanding of things. 
Because, I mean, that's what happened to me last year. I was, like, I wasn't playing, like, a lot, you know. Like, I had to wait my turn. I wasn't really playing a lot until the spring. And that kind of happened with the dudes this year. But I know now, like, for next year and the year after, they're, it's going to be... It's going to be lethal for sure with them. He's also not going to have the best front office <laughs> in the entire club sports history. I'm pretty um, proud of myself. You know, recruited, I think, like three dudes onto the team. Yeah. Find the right so. guys at Max's, buy him a drink, you know. <laughs> You're 6'5", you should, you know, come over. Come shoot some you ever ball. go to, like, the rec, the rec courts and do some scouting? Uh, you got to really make an impression at the rec. <laughs> the, rec like, the, rec is, the rec, the rec is the worst place on earth. Yeah. Um, I hate playing at the rec. It's where's the spot then? Where's the ball at the rec? Man. I need yeah. I need to know where's the spot to ball then. Um, like, the rec is the spot to ball, but like just like the the you find the so characters many idiots. there, you dude, find are so just many like idiots, there's dude. dudes that like forty percent old dudes too. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, come, yeah, but like there's dudes that will like could like very well like score on anyone on the club team and like do a good job in a game or whatever. But like the attitude is so subpar and like just like they're like. Reason for playing that sounds so cliche, but like they it just doesn't like it doesn't fit with what we wanted yeah. like, at all. No, and nine times out of ten, it doesn't like a lot of arrogance and a lot of just like my turn hero ball. You're so, probably like, better off finding like dudes under the bridge and <laughs> <laughs> like a IM team, like one of the better like men IM teams, and like finding like watching them play. Like some of those frat teams do, they can hoop like. You wouldn't think it, but they, like, move the ball and stuff, and you're like, okay, like, what about this guy? What about this guy? It doesn't really, like... Because I know last year we had a lot of issues with, like, talking and, like, getting teed up and getting, in, like, incidents and stuff. We So I was trying to, like, completely, like, reverse that this year. We just, like, shut up and, like... Club basketball rebrand. Yeah, yeah. We were just, like, shutting up and, like... Do you guys have a motto? Kicking your ass. Shut up and kick your ass. Low <laughs> <laughs> yeah, key before games, like you know how like coaches have like the drawing boards. Like yeah, yeah. he'll like you know put the starting five, what play we're gonna come out in, and like what we'll do on defense, and then just in bold on the bottom says "fuck these dudes." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah, I, I had a question about like uh, you know you've been talking about like recruiting and finding people. How what is that process like other than tryouts? Because I assume that you get a lot of people who try out and that you know like you said that believe they should be on the team. But when it goes into choosing that and recruiting, what's what's your process other than just going and be like, I'm going to go watch a IM game and find my guy there? Yeah. Last year, we kind of did like an unorthodox type of thing just for one guy specifically. He's our center. His name's Ross, 6'5", and can will dunk on your favorite player. And uh, I was on an IM team with like a bunch of football players. And we had another, my boy, he was on our team as well for the club team. And we played a game, and they, like, some dude filed a complaint or whatever and, like, figured us out. And so I had to move to a different team. And I moved the team that I moved to has four club players on it. From It was an IM team last year, and four of them, including me, play for the club team now. And um, Ross, the guy jumping out of the gym, they, like, came to watch my game after practice. And I probably threw him, like, three or four lobs in the game. And they were, like, we had regionals, like, two weeks after. And he's, like, our captain goes up, he's, like, you trying to you trying to go play in Texas right now? <laughs> like you should you could help us wow. out a lot. So yeah. that was his walk on, but yeah, I mean we try and like promote stuff on the Instagram. That's UO Club Basketball on Instagram. <laughs> I was gonna ask for a plug at the end, so that's good. Um, but we self promo. Yeah, we try and uh, we try and promote stuff on the Instagram like around the fall, and there's like the club sports fair, and like right now I've had freshmen. For like next year, blowing up my email, like asking questions and stuff. 
Um, it's gotta be so annoying. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal, but it's kind of basically just. I mean, we try and get as many people there. Like last year, we had like sixty tryout. This year, it was like fifty something. So, I'm sure, there's gonna be more next year because this year there weren't many open spots because we had so many coming back. But I don't really know. Like, if I see people at the rec, I'm like, hey, like you should come try out, like see what you got. Or if it's like dudes I know from home, I try and convince them to come try out and just see what happens. Cause I get think what people get confused is. Yeah, these guys like look nice at the rec or they look nice here or there, but like you come getting put into a system. Yeah, so you different. come and play and you try and like actually teach them instead of all right, roll the ball out and like first to eleven. Like when you realize there's rules and there's like strategy and like all this other shit, then that kind of starts to whittle out like not I don't want to say the weaklings, it's not like war, but <laughs> <laughs> the ones you don't want. Yeah, like yeah. the ones that don't really fit in with what we're trying to do, you know. I kind of realized that like if you go to the rec, like I'm 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 guilty of this too. Like sometimes I go to the rec, like obviously I want to win, but like there's other times I go, I'm just trying to get buckets. Like I'm not trying to like just trying to like, you know, work on my own shit or whatever. And then if you see people playing an IM game, these dudes are competitive. Like in the IM games, like they all want to win. And so like it's a difference in seeing someone go and try and get buckets for themselves, and then you see someone in an IM game who's just trying to win the game. Mm. And that's, like, a better way to, like, I think, to recruit, as opposed to, like, getting people who are just trying to, like, just play at the rack and yeah. whatever. See people try and win a game, like, you see they'll, they'll do what it takes to win instead of just, like, scoring 50. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you had to point to one, only one, on-court or off-court best memory that you guys have had, obviously club basketball-related. Maybe besides that Gonzaga win, because that sounded pretty electric. Um, what would you guys talk about? You said off-court? On-court or off-court. I'd probably say, like, what, like, last weekend at Max's, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last was week- it after Nationals? It was, it was before. Yeah, before. it was last weekend at Nationals. We were able to get the whole team, except, like... With the, the exception of a with the exception of underage guys, Max. Majority. Don't worry, we yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we're able to get the whole team out and like I mean, me and Tanner and a couple of the other guys will hang out a lot like every weekend, but we we're able to get the whole team out together and like hanging out at the bar for like a few hours. Just everyone there it was, it was so fun because it was like a pack night too. So it was a bunch of people we knew and just getting to hang out with everyone was pretty amazing. And then. This weekend, for sure, in D.C., we had a lot of probably too much time together (laughs) over the four or five days. And we went out on uh, Saturday, like the whole team again. And it was pretty like we were probably up at the hotel to like four or five in the morning. So it was uh, pretty electric for sure. It's pretty funny seeing like the difference on like how people carry themselves like on the court and then like you see them outside it's not like different but like you know there's a little bit different of like a vibe switch especially once they get like a couple of drinks in them and they like loosen up a little yeah. bit it's funny seeing everyone just like i don't know just kind of be themselves i'd probably say on court i think that's mine for sure there was one game this year uh i think it was like the first game of the year um i got a rebound and i threw it like like baseball pass to Ross down the court, oh, yeah, and bad. he caught it like no dribble. He caught it in stride, euro step, and like bodied somebody. And like everyone in the crowd like lost their shit. I was like, oh man, so this is gonna be a fun year for sure if we could do that yeah. all the time. I think my on court one. It's can I if it's from last year? Is that cool? Yeah, that's that? totally fine. <laughs> um, we were in a UCLA tournament. Oh. And there's like UCLA, USC, like Occidental, a couple of these different teams. 
And we're playing against this team, and we're playing like the back like five minutes left in the game or so. And this team should not have been like hanging with us. It was like a yeah. two point game or whatever, <laughs> and they're like going on and off. And uh, we like ran this inbounds play. We threw a lob to Ross, dunks it on this dude, and we're like getting all hyped and like celebrating and stuff. Go down, get a stop, and he gets like three or four lobs, dunks it on like the same dude like three times. Yeah, in a row, this poor dude, they, like, like shut third the one, gym down for yeah, sure. like everyone, the, <laughs> the parents for the other team were like, hands up and clapping, like it, it was like probably like four lobs in a span of two and a half minutes. It was borderline bullying. Yeah, like, no, it was. I was like, we don't need to be like dunking it this violently right now, but and like we got like three of them, and our captain gets the ball and like clearly has just an easy layup just right in front of him, and like stops and like <laughs> watches like the defense like catch up, and he sees Ross running, throws his pass, and he like. Like catches it from behind, and this kid got dunked on. I, it's got to be a record. He like got, it was like the Brandon Knight moment for this guy. He got dunked on probably three times in like two minutes, and it was, yeah, it was absurd for sure. Yeah, I was. I feel bad for that guy for sure. Yeah. I hope he didn't. Hope he didn't have a girl that he had to be like, oh yeah, yeah, like, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro, had, yeah, we kept the the playoff. Yeah, bro had nuts in his face a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me. All right, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, but uh, NBA playoff predictions. Only two of us here have a team in the postseason. Uh, what do you guys think? Who do we got? Um, since there's five people in this room, including me, and I'm the only one who's not afraid of the Lakers. That's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, <laughs> since I can't pick the Blazers, I probably. I'd say I'm cheering for the Knicks and the Kings, but like my basketball gut Knicks? is probably gonna be. Um, they got Josh Hart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Josh Hart's trash, bro. <laughs> um, I watched Josh Hart in Game One shoot a shot clock winding down buzzer beater. I've never seen him do that in his life in Portland. But uh, anyways, I probably have to pick. I'll go Milwaukee and whoever wins that Phoenix Clippers series, but. Mm. Probably okay, four or five. Low key Phoenix, I want to say Milwaukee Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Carlos, we I think we started before you were here. Who do you got? Uh, yeah, I, I think after you know watching the first first couple games, uh, I mean Boston is just like deep. They have they have the players. Uh, they have they have the team to do it. And who who else surprised me was Denver. I I hate to root for Denver, but they're, I feel like they're both the same, similar type team, you know, one in the West, one in the East, but just, you know, team ball, hmm. defensive, you know, minded teams who just can can get the job done when needed to. Yeah. Daniel? I got Warrior Celtics. <laughs> Warrior Celtics. Okay. Yeah, Warriors got some catching up to do there. But oh, uh, yeah, I got, got him right where we want him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Phoenix, Boston. Got to go with my Irish brothers over there in the East. Um, <laughs> You already said it once, Sharif, but one more time. Plugs, socials, Instagram, Twitter. I know you guys don't have... Uh, the season's not going on right now, so you can't really plug any games, but what can we do for you to help with the promos? Well, shit. Uh, yeah, probably... Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably just follow uh, UO Club Basketball on Instagram. Uh, we're going to start having open gyms the rest of the spring term if you want to come out and play next year. Send a DM. Yeah. Slide in. Highlight reel. Yeah, slide into our UO Club basketball DMs, and come come out to the games in the fall. We play a lot of games in the fall and the winter. We probably had at like, MacArthur Court, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We probably had like close to like ten, probably ten, yeah, ten home games. Didn't lose a home game 
it's a show so for sure plan ahead um it's april right now clear that fall schedule for <laughs> next fall come come watch your favorite basketball team play you're trying to watch the slowest post fade in the pacific <laughs> northwest <laughs> all right fellas well thanks for coming on uh go get them next season and uh go blazers go cheers blazers. thanks for having Rip us city. Thanks.